you busy? Mm-mm. Okay, let me run something past you real quick. Man, when I tell you this is such a bittersweet, okay, capital T on the end of that thing, if you will, conversation because, first of all, drum roll, please. That's my drum roll because I gave up at the end. Bink. This is Convo 100. Do you? Listen. Let, I just need a hand clap of praise real quick. Yes. Okay, which literally means that I've been consistent a hundred times. Do you understand? But I didn't I didn't want to have just any kind of talk. I didn't just want to like, okay, let's just move right along. Like, you know, you gotta we have to learn to celebrate ourselves. No matter how minute or whatever you cannot wait for nobody else to celebrate you, okay? So I wanna go ahead and celebrate thyself. But I figured that it would be so fitting just to discuss, since we are midway through the year, just all things 2020. Now, I would like to self-proclaim 2020 as the year of clarity. Now, if you've been following me on Instagram, which my handle is strive, the letter N, inspire, the same thing. Yeah, but it's on Instagram. I give quotes and all these other things and try to keep, you know, the people positive and all that. But I did show that every year, uh, I've been doing it maybe about four years, that I choose a word that kind of like leads me through the rest of my year. So I went in conversation with this before. One year I chose the word fly, and then the other year was sore, and they all pretty much mean something to me. And so for 2020, you know, leading up to the rear end of 2019, I was kind of like going through words, and I'm like, and I don't just any mini money mow it. Like I feel like the word either speaks to me through God downloading something to me, or I feel like I need to work on something, and that word pretty much just is a trajectory to my growth and all things awesome for the rest of the year. And 2020 was a little different. So in 2019, I'm like, mm, okay, I came across a few words. I'm like, what about gratitude? Because I learned that I was getting frustrated about a lot of different things. And I realized that frustration and gratitude can't dwell. They can't coexist. Like literally the things that you are frustrated about, you can instantly turn that thing around. If you just started naming things you were, you were grateful for. And so I was like, mm, cute, but it just, it didn't sit well. Like, mm, that's it. You know, like how you see an outfit and you walking through the mall, you're like, mm, oh, that's it. It's that, just that inner knowing. And so rambling around, rambling around. And usually when I choose my word, I either make it a piece of jewelry by going on Etsy. Like I have to visually see it because that's how I learn and continue to stay on my course. And for whatever the reason, God had me land on the word reset. And I was like, hmm, you know, what does that mean? And he said, everything that you thought you knew, everything that was normal to you, everything that was just, you know, something that you kind of like was just going about life and just like, oh, that's just the way it is. I'm going to reset you and I'm going to create a new norm. So I was like, okay. Didn't really know what it was going to entail, but I just knew that the word reset was something that, was giving to me on a spiritual level. So I'm like, cool. Went ahead, got my bracelet, took a picture for the Instagram people them, and kept it moving. And 
instantly 2020 was exactly what the download said. It was a reset of everything that I thought I knew, everything, every path that I thought I wanted to take. It was like, "Mm -mm, let me go ahead and reset you. And not a restart, but just a shift in the thinking and the ideologies and just everything encompassing normal, the word normal. And so when Kobe passed January 26th, I was like, "Mm." that hit a little different. His passing made me really want to just create my own type of mamba mentality. I was so amazed and just in awe by the fact that this man, as I said in a post, lived his dash amazingly. Meaning when you look on any tombstone, outside of the name and all that, you see the sunrise, which is their their birthday then you see that dash which is that in between the life that they lived and then you see the sunset which is the day that they passed and the dash to me is the part that we get questioned about is when we go to you know and we go before the lord and the judgment day and all that and he asks okay so what did you do we have to explain the dash (laughs) and we don't realize that we're living the dash currently uh, until something happens and you have to reflect on what kind of person they were or what have you. And so to see that he had a spirit of excellence over his life that was just like, wow, that he went straight from high school and, you know, went to the NBA and was drafted and his work ethic and he got better and he remained better and he beat odds. And when they think he didn't, he wasn't going to make it with Shaq. And so his life on a professional level was just like, whew, Bruh, ain't, no, ain't nobody working like how you do. Like if you was to go ahead and try to go and, and, and clone you, your clone would be tired. And there's one thing that I absolutely aspire to just trickle down, which is the spirit of excellence. You know, in the Bible, Daniel had it. And I think that the spirit of excellence carries you where your characteristics sometimes can't. You know, charm can go a long way, respect can go a long way, but that spirit of excellence is undeniable. It's almost like someone's looking at you like you have to be extraterrestrial, like you're not human. And and because there's so many people that just want handouts and they want the success, but they don't want to go ahead and get in the kitchen and do the work and grind and do what needs to be done to get that result. So when you see excellence, it's like, oh... So you didn't have to get the scheming or the get rich, whatever, the the handout, the um, backstabbing. You didn't have to do anything but just hardcore believing in yourself and putting the work in and just know this is what I'm doing and having that kind of tunnel vision like, oh, my gosh. So Kobe literally (laughs) was speaking volumes without ever really having to be on a pulpit. Like his life preached in a way that I was like, you know what? Work ethic is like, (laughs) we need to go ahead and make sure that people understand. He is not great because he wore a jersey. He's great because of what he did with his jersey. You understand what I'm trying to say? 
So, and I'm, I mean, just the, the love of family and then the fact that he passed with his daughter in, in the helicopter with him and that there were reports that it was on a Sunday and he had just came from church earlier on. And it's just like, th- I mean, if you really were to unpack that, you would be like, oh, my gosh, there's a lesson for any and everyone there. What's your relationship like with God? How are you with your your family? Do they know that you love them? Are you more busy traveling than you are or in, in your particular work or whatever your career path is? Are you more busy with that than actual family? Like you need to start picking up that phone when such and such calls you. You know, you need to start returning some texts. You understand what I'm saying? And that you need to go ahead and as you are living, make sure that your life is preaching to people. Um, just, I mean, literally pick one. It should speak to you in some kind of way. It's how I felt about the whole Kobe thing. And then this memorial was the next month, February. And there were some passings there. And then I remember in particular um, that rapper, uh, Pop Smoke. You know, I saw him on Instagram. I didn't follow him. Couldn't really tell you any of his music until later on. I just knew that he was from New York. Yep. And um, I think Brooklyn to be exact. And he was just like getting ready to be like the next big thing and he was in whatever state I think it was Cali and he got the Instagram and then oh you know the PR sent him a package and he went ahead and did a little boomerang or video put it in his story on on Snapchat or um, IG one of them and his address was there and people strategically he he was in a rented home I think it was an Airbnb he was around his friends and they strategically got into the home. No one else was in the scuffle, but they went ahead and shot him. And so the lesson behind that, you know, again, every lesson may not be for you, but, you know, you can take that fruit and feed somebody else if it doesn't particularly pertain to you. So I had to go ahead and tell my son, who was a teenager living in this platform, social media world, that you know what, flexing gone wrong. And God bless Pop Smoke and and his family and no disrespect to that, but I feel like the way to pay homage to someone's mistake is to go ahead and teach someone else so that they don't have to repeat it. And so I went ahead and I'm like, look, I know it look real cute to be like, yeah, you know, have the stack of money and act like it's a phone. And, you know, if it ain't they're talking about money, it don't make sense and whatever the people are saying now. But be real careful on, on you know, posting your locations. And, you know, I've not a conspiracy theorist, but I find it real funny that no one else, I mean, literally, y'all didn't hear somebody in the house. Y'all, nobody else got scruffed up, so watch your circle. You understand what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, I'm street smart because of where I was raised and where I'm brought up from, super New York. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So there's a a way that you move and how you move. And so it's just like, mm. So I had to go ahead and just reinforce and make sure that my son understood flexing is not always cute watch your circle everybody who's watching you is not it's not an active uh participant in your success some people are watching you to see if you slip up you understand and so just had to go ahead and pass that along and it's like dang I didn't it's just certain things you don't want people to have to worry about or especially your kids it's stuff that you don't want to have to be concerned about but if you act ignorant to something, you could be a casualty to your ignorance. And so then the next month, March, and we still in 2020, now we in March, and COVID hits and shuts the world down within like two weeks. 
I remember the first week it was like you hear about what's going on and you know, okay, great. And then next thing you know, you like, um, the schools is like, uh, yeah, you may want to keep your baby home. Like, I'm sorry? And do what? <laughs> like what you Oh. Oh, you want me to look over at mm I get in an argument looking over homework. You want me to go ahead and now teach thyself? Mm-mm. I'm not gonna be able. And then I don't think it really was taken seriously until it was like, yo, they closing schools. Now, initially, the school where, where we're at now, we're in Georgia, was just like two weeks, and then y'all come back. Like, oh, okay, cool. And then it was like, nah. Y'all go ahead and just sit this whole thing out. And what COVID taught me was anything that matters to you, make sure that it is clear to not only the person, the thing, either in your time or how you verbalize it, that it is clear that it matters to you. If it matters to you, make sure that it matters to you. And just the the fact that we don't know how to relax, the fact that we created this norm where we think that we're living and what we're actually doing is stressing ourselves out we are surviving. We are juggling responsibilities, hats, titles, bills. And then once we're able to get a, f- a good night's sleep, a good drink, if that's what you do with your, you know, your vice of choice. And then it's like, okay, you relax for a little bit, aka took a little pause, now go right back to it. And it looks a lot like, uh, you know, you need a mental health day. And, you know, no, if you need a mental health day, if you need, if it's mandatory for you to have a vacation frequently, if you have to go to somebody's happy hour all the time, then what that possibly means is that your soul is letting you know, listen, how you operate, um, this is overload 24 hours a day. Where you get the Monday blues, maybe that's your body saying, we can't keep doing this the way that we're doing this. Let me explain something to you. My last job, I walked out as fast as I could because uh, I went to the hospital, to the ER, because I was like, what is this pain and how come it's not going away? And when I told the guy where I worked, he was like, oh, you must be in the transition training part. I was like, how did you know? His verbiage to me was, you guys always come here during that time. You see my face? I'm sorry, we frequent? <laughs> um, first of all, I don't want to be a part of we, okay? No bonjour for me. Uh, secondly, no ma'am, no sir. And thirdly, how did I lose myself to the point that I let a job escort me to a hospital? Oh, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, y'all bugging. I'm a hard worker, but I'm not hard-headed. And that's how that's going to work out. So went ahead and skedaddled from there. But I feel like, COVID gave us an opportunity or the quarantine. COVID gave us the blessing of quarantining. Quarantining gave us the blessing of getting a, the necessary pause. Thank God that we didn't have to do anything where it was like, listen, I need everybody to go to, let's just say, um, a building. And this is how we're going to quarantine. Like they didn't, it didn't take us out of our takeaways from my family it didn't take us away from and again I'm treading real light on how I speak about this because I personally lost someone from COVID the pastor that married my husband and I he passed from it 
So I'm in no way, shape, or form glossing over people's lives being dismantled, family members being snatched away, in no way, shape, or form. But what I'm trying to articulate is COVID gave us the pause that we all desperately needed. Quarantine, not so much COVID. So let me switch that. Quarantining gave us the, hmm, have you spoken to such and such in a bit? Wonder how blah, blah, blah is doing. Oh, my gosh. The employer doesn't take care of the employees. What do you mean we still got to come in? And you're not going to supply masks and, and gloves. And all of these different things were produced from the fact that quarantining said, hey, we need a new norm, a.k.a. I need you to reset how you get ready to do a thing. And the beauty of just being sat down, I think is some, sometimes we gloss over that. We don't really like the sit down because the sit down is what we're not used to. But to be honest with you, I think that if you do try to reproduce the norm prior to quarantining, you miss the whole entire lesson. The entire lesson was you were giving a new canvas want you to replant. Matter of fact, I'm going to do canvas. I want to do plate. Your plate was washed. Clean, spick and span. It's out the dishwasher. Putting your plate of life back in your hand. How are you going to pack your plate? Now, if you go back into the buffet of this world and pack it like it's Thanksgiving, you missed it. You missed it. But if you go back and you're very selective on... Mm, I'm going to get what I need. I'm going to leave enough space for if I want more, but I'm no longer going to crowd my life to the point that things are bleeding into each other where I can't even finish what I'm doing because I'm full. Whereas, you see what I'm saying? It's like, how are you going to pack this new plate? If we have to be forced to get a new plate, which is what quarantine did, then how are you going to pack it? AKA, did you learn the lesson? AKA, what's your new mindset? AKA, what you had before needs to be reset. And the fact that we go on from quarantining, not that we're done, but, you know, it's like a little bit by a little bit. And I just read that, like, some states, I think it was Florida, Texas, and something else, they have new cases out the yin-yang of COVID because they try to go ahead and rush rush opening it up their states and so then if not on top of that then we have the whole situation with Breonna Taylor and you know Ahmaud Arbery and if I'm pronouncing his name wrong I apologize George uh, Floyd and it's like clarity like 2020 is undeniable you see what I'm saying like we all knew you feel me what was going on between the police and and African-Americans we all knew what it was, but we made so much noise that we started getting people's attention. And it was like, huh? That literally, if you see what the processing did, well, making the noise, however people decided to do it, whether it was the looting, whether it was the peaceful protesting, whether it was, you know, buying black, whatever it was, it made enough noise that literally streets were renamed, that streets are being painted with the Black Lives Matter, that the president, even though he's not doing what he's supposed to be doing, but there are enough changes going on that it's like, wow, our voice did that? 
No, your pain did that. You can't tell someone in labor and delivery, shh, you, sh- you should be a little quieter. Uh-uh, we're trying to birth something here, and sometimes birth doesn't look pretty. Sometimes going ahead and getting to the next level doesn't look really neat and packedly put together. This is not going to be something that you put in the front of your, you know, we're not displaying anything for your mannequin at this point. This is real life. And so if it looks a little bit too boisterous for you, if it looks a little bit too, yeah, but how come they didn't do that or do that and it's not strategic enough for you then you don't understand the labor pains of trying to birth a change which is why I purposely didn't speak about certain things because I cannot tell someone how to birth the change that God put in them to birth you how dare you in the waiting room tell someone be quiet that is birthing how dare you in the comfort of your home say oh but they shouldn't be but you're not doing anything And if nothing at all, 2020 has been the year of clarity, the year of use your voice, use your platform, use the opportunity. I want you to get into the habit of taking everything that is uncomfortable, everything that was unplanned and saying, okay, so how can I take this shift and and birth a new part of me? Up until this quarantine, I have never strategically just been like, you know what, let's go for a walk. (laughs) just to get some air to be completely honest with you my husband and I went on a walk and I was like have the trees always been this beautiful I mean it's like light greens dark greens and he was like it's just because you've been in the house for a while and I'm like really isn't that like humans that you have to be away from something kind of be isolated from something have something taken from you that when you're reintroduced to it you're like oh my goodness I'm sorry it's like in Janet Jackson, you don't know what you got till it's gone. Like now people are, oh, I need to get out the house. I need to, like, really? You, you can't stay in the house for safety? But it's something about that nail salon and that barbershop and that Kroger. And I don't want to wear this over my face and all these different things. And it's like, <laughs> what are we doing? But more so, what? form of clarity is 2020 trying to instill in you and for me personally it truly was I don't want the rat race of life and I hear people at certain jobs they're like you know you got to be an entrepreneur now you know you got to have your own thing going for you now because you never know with the economy and everybody has an answer but only God has the right answer It's amazing to me that you can still go ahead and and pump your fist to entrepreneurship is the only way. When did you not just read about how some certain companies are closing down because of bankruptcy? That AMC Theaters, which has been around for forever, may not be opening back up. That some Victoria's Secret stores are not opening back up. That JCPenney's closing some of their people. Like, and those people are entrepreneurs. The, the people in the higher-ups, the CEO and the CFOs, yeah, they got to feel that too. And let me just rest on that for a minute because that's been something that was really strong in me. Please do not allow someone to blatantly or indiscreetly tell you what the path is you're supposed to take. I am a firm believer that you are never going to feel the contractions of someone else's pregnancy. 
So if God is telling someone else that they need to go into entrepreneurship because of the very unique fingerprinting that God did on their lives, then that is their calling. You know how many people are miserable because they tried to walk out something that they admired only to realize that it was never their calling in the first place? Please be honest with yourself and have such a humble assessment of yourself that you can realize oh my goodness that's admirable but as far as I'm concerned that that's not applicable to my life there is such a profoundness in being able to distinct the two there really is And I think that if people just really started understanding if you put down money and you put down title and you put down um, to be able to say, you know, I've been doing such and such for so long or whatever the company is. Did you pick up purpose at any point in your life that you will never be happy? be it in an entrepreneur lane, be it in you climbing up the career corporate ladder, whatever it is, you can pick up everything you want, every title you want, every tax bracket you want. But if you did not pick up purpose, you will never be fulfilled. And so again, do not let somebody else tell you how to name the baby that God gave you. People can suggest, and that's cute, but it's a no ma'am and a no sir. If it doesn't, again have what God said that he wants you to do and for some people you're like I don't really know what what I'm supposed to be doing but you know what I think that we um complicate it I think that we need to do a better job of understanding that all God really did was take the unique personality and passions that the thing that gets us all revved up or that we really feel like, oh, my goodness, this, I can make an impact here. He takes our personality and he stirs up this thing and he's like, you would be great doing that. And for some reason, we kind of like, OK, but what do you want me to do? And he's like, I made you to only do a particular thing. Imagine Beyonce um, only being a uh a clothing model because you know her mother did hair or she's a beautician tina knows Mm -hmm. beautician she all the outfits that destiny's child were wore in the beginning was all hand stitched by her beyonce is beautiful what if she just would have been like i'll just model my mother's stuff or i will go ahead and continue the family legacy of my mother having a, a a beauty salon that yeah she used her beauty but she didn't use her gift and so for 2020 what I like to rename the year of clarity is I want you to look at the remaining six months the next half of this year and ask yourself if I put down everything that was weighing me down do I instinctively pick up purpose everything that I thought was normal if it doesn't spark joy in me if there's not an intentionality behind it because that's what I originally called 2020 Uh, I deemed 2020 the year of intentionality that you're going to have to do what you said you was going to do you're going to have to do it with a purpose you're not going to let Monday just bleed into Tuesday and Tuesday just bleed into Wednesday that there should be goals that you're working on because I feel like that is how we were bred we were bred from from 
freaking the womb that your mother had to be weighing this much okay that you needed to be weighing this much as a fetus while you were in the womb that when you came out you needed to hit certain milestones and and, and different developmental goals that you were always there was always a goal for you to reach so now to be an adult and have nothing that you're aspiring to is not um just coasting to retirement and you're in your freaking 30s that's not it Start picking up some goals. Start giving your life some purpose. Start going ahead and putting purpose behind your goals and purpose. Like you need to really start getting into, okay, 2020 has got my attention. 2020 has gotten my attention. The first half of 2020 has been exhausting. But you know what? The next half of 2020, I want you to start applying that I will never do things the way that I was doing it before. And I don't care if you feel like you were doing it perfectly. There is something that you can go ahead and, and learn from this. You can learn that you didn't put enough time into yourself, hmm? that you don't spend enough me time with you. You, you, you miss you. You see what I'm saying? Now, let me tell you something. I take some of my meals, preferably lunch, and I go in my room and I close the door and I just have that time by myself. House full of everything, but you know what? I realize that I am my best self when I refuel myself. And for a long time, I was looking for outside sources to do that, whether it was TV, I'm not really a TV watcher, but music, but social media, I was on it hard. And now it's just a matter of, you know what, there's so much going on in the world that it just feels great to unplug and not just from the world, just maybe sometimes your household too. And it's not to say that it's chaotic, but sometimes you just need to hear you and your thoughts. You need to sort out what you think. You need to be able to just take that breath and say, Okay, let's take some of this off of off of me. Take off the book bag that life just keeps packing and packing. It's like, woof, you could aimlessly just want to be going through social media just to be entertained and then wind up crying because you watch something, a, a man freaking say he can't breathe for over, almost nine minutes. So while it's good to stay connected, it's also a part of your overall health to disconnect now and again. Not to be ignorant, not to turn a blind eye, but to disconnect here and there. Because I'm going to go ahead and tell you, be honest, and this is just, again, from the heart. Listen, it's enough to go on and make everybody racist, to make certain races look at white people like we hate you, to make other people. I mean, it's enough to keep fueling hate and circulating it, and, and the plate will never run dry. So in order to keep a balance, there's just certain things that is required of you. And the clarity that is coming from all things 2020 is just saying, hey, uh, we need to operate in life a little differently. Yeah, how you've been working is not really mm, um, your lack of, of goals, your abundance of too many goals, your wanting to go out all the time and not really paying attention to your own health. Do you understand that health is better than wealth? Do you understand that the ultimate wealth is health? That you can have all the money in the world, but if you can't enjoy it, then for what? That you can have all the titles in the world, but if it's disrupting your sleep, then like for what? That you see what I'm saying? Like if you get to December 31st, 2020, and you have not applied a newness to your life because of 2020, you've missed it. You've missed it. You've missed it. You've missed it. So my challenge to you is let 2020 be your year of clarity. What have you been missing 
What it, what have you been avoiding? What can you start applying that will make a better you so that you can continue to have better years? If you want to take it from Colby, you know, live out your dash to the fullest. Let your life preach. You see what I'm saying? If you want to look at, you know what, sometimes social media, it, it, it's, it's a great thing. We can use our voice, but sometimes we got to disconnect. And I just wanted to take this time to just really just use my voice. You know, I'm, I'm proud of myself. There were times that I didn't want to get on this phone and talk to you. There were times that I'm like, look, especially when I went through that mammogram scare, I was like, I don't want to talk to nobody. <laughs> like, have a nice day. But this is why I enjoy our little personal conversations because just being an ear sometimes is enough. Just being vulnerable is scary sometimes. But then in the back of my mind, I'm always like, if this is going to help, if the fruit that's coming from my tree is going to feed someone else, then I will continue to let God garden me, prune me to be my gardener. You see what I'm saying? So, again, 2020, the year of clarity. I wanted that to be the 100 episode. I was going to make this thing 45 and a half hours, but I knew that you would not listen. But in all seriousness, whatever it is that God is trying to impart in you, that he's trying to download in you, please do not miss this time. Please don't miss it. Don't take it laying down like a Job. Job in the Bible was just, you know, stuff was happening. And he was just, I mean, he went on chapter after chapter and just complaining. Now, again, there was some stuff that was happening to Job that it was like, bro, I get it. This is ridiculous. Things is happening back to back to back to back. A lot like 2020. And it's a lot. But you know what? When he finally realized what was happening and he was able to kind of like, okay, so, hmm, (laughs) yep, this is just the life that I was given and kind of like got into a new mindset. The Bible says that God blessed him almost like he got double for his trouble, that his latter was greater than his former. And you hear old people say that, but you never knew, knew what it meant. Like, what if this shift, this shakeup of 2020 was only to go ahead and just give you the life that you were like, how was I living like that before? Like the constant chasing something, chasing money, chasing title, chasing, you know, YOLO, trying to get these vacations, in debt, doing all these different. How was I living like that before? And as a matter of fact, was that even living at all? My hope and prayer is that you get to the end of December 31st, 2020 and say my life will never be the same. This has been such an eye-opening, clarifying year that I will continue to eat the fruit of this for the rest of my life. That any time I try to go ahead and get upset, I remember, you know what, there were people people whose lives... (laughs) uh, that were taken and I'm sitting here being irritated by this email that my boss sent now we're trying to go ahead and fight for equality in all types of different levels and I'm gonna let this bad transaction and this drive-through irritate me now again um just to have the power and get yourself in a position where you will walk away from a job environment that no longer 
serves you not to just entrepreneurship and you know corporate america ain't it but you just realize you know what i no longer serve this environment because this environment doesn't serve me and that you understand that you probably went behind somebody that you admired and wanted to replicate their steps only to realize oh my gosh this is not even a staircase that that leads to my particular purpose and my passion like to really sit down with yourself and ask, what do you want? And to be able to truly tell God, this is what I want, God. And the Bible says in Proverbs that you can choose, you know, man can make all kind of decisions, all kind of plans, but that God chooses the path. And my thing in that is the highlight is, did you choose, did you make a plan? Like th this is a partnership. You make the plan. Go ahead. I want to do this. I want to do that. And cool. And then now you get with God. Like, okay, so so what's the what's the course? How are we gonna journey this? But did you even sit down enough to make a plan? It is cool to have a plan for your life as long as you wrote it in pencil and gave gave it back to God, so that He can erase and He can write over and trace over however He wants to do it. But I don't feel that God hides stuff. He's not a Morris Cole kind of guy where you don't know what's going on. But I think that we get so busy that we miss the message. So please, please, please let 2020 be the year of clarity. Please, please, please take everything that was disheartening and just downright exhausting emotionally, physically, mentally, everythingly, and say, what are you trying to shift in me? I put a post up the other day. I said, each level in life is either going to chisel you or strengthen you, meaning that there are going to be some things that it's like, mm, nope, got to go ahead and define you here. Nope, got to go ahead and take that part away. We don't need any part of this. This side, we're going to go ahead. And that's the chiseling. The chiseling is the removal of too much extra on you, something that no longer serves you, that kind of thing. And then the strengthening is, yeah, I'll just go ahead and define these eyebrows, this facial feature, this particular muscle in your leg and all these other things but both of them requires a level of discomfort that you're gonna have to be like mm, that you can't run from strength is really found in your ability to endure if you ran from everything that was uncomfortable you will never see the the finished art the finished work and the bible calls you god's masterpiece but if you keep running it every time it don't feel good, then you'll never see the beauty of that. And I don't know about you, but I'm going to trade these ashes and get the beauty that God said. I want to see the beauty. So if it means that I got to go ahead and have some things burned down in my life, rebuke in the name of Jesus, but, you know, proverbially, because the only way to get ash is to have some things deteriorate to that point, have some things removed. Have something, it's like, okay, however the, the ash part needs to be, needs to come forth, then I'm cool because I understand that I'll get beauty from it. 2020, the year of clarity. <sighs> we got a whole half left. <laughs> we got two more quarters. You got six months. Let's get it. You understand? But seriously, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for having these calls with me for just answering your phone, for letting your favorite homegirl just talk in your ear, and you just like, here she go again. But I be talking my talk. You, 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 It's undeniable. 
You can say what you want. I use your free mobile to mobile. You can say that. But you cannot say that you don't pick up this phone and walk away with a different way of looking at something. Yes? Okay. Because you can get these hands otherwise. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Bottom of my heart, thank you. You are awesome. This is the first hundred. I'm going to do a hundred more. I haven't always been the most encouraged to do, but I've been consistent. And if nothing at all, I'm proud of myself for that. So, as my good, good nanny says, all right, I ain't going to hold you. Later.